Welcome to the Yes Mujer Build It podcast, the podcast for ambitious mujeres who are committed to building a business, career, and life they love. I am Master Coach Wendy Amara, and I'm going to teach you the mindset tools and strategy that will help you stay in consistent action so you can build it. Let's get started. Hello, powerful mujeres. Wendy Amara here back on the Yes Mujer Build It podcast. We are going to talk about managing holiday stress. Yes, especially the holiday stress that comes from other people around us. We are approaching holidays, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas is around the corner. Some of you uh, celebrate those holidays, some of you might not. But no matter what, during November and December, we seem to spend more time with our family and more time with our extended family than we do normally, especially for Latinos, right? We spend a lot of time with our extended family. And that can bring up a whole slew of stressful situations. So I'm going to give you some tools that I have used for years to manage myself in handling the stress that is the holidays. First, I want to start with the reality check that the holidays is a stressful time. I remember when I first realized, oh, my capacity to handle more things on my plate during the holidays is different because there is more work to be done during the holidays, right? Just with the decorations, there's more work to be done. You kind of have to redecorate your whole house. Yeah. And for some of you, that might be really exciting. And for some of us, that might feel quite dreadful. Like, oh my God, now I have to decorate the whole house again and then take down the Thanksgiving stuff and put up the Christmas stuff and... You know, and there's a big argument in my house about when we should start decorating for Christmas, if we should do it right after Halloween. My oldest daughter, Vivali, would like to do it as soon as possible. But my husband's like, no, what happened at Thanksgiving? We're not even really sitting in Thanksgiving and we're not celebrating Thanksgiving. It's like we're moving right on to Christmas. So there is added stress. I just want you to have the reality check that it's not like normal time. It is a different time and space. It's a different vibration of energy. Those of you that are practicing being work, right? The fifth step of being work or the fifth way in which you can be is the frequency of your vibration. So the holidays is a different frequency. And oftentimes we forget that. We assume that we can function at the same capacity that we functioned in September or in August. No. Different frequency. Different frequency requires different expectations of yourself, right? And also a different reality check. For some people, they're able to function at a higher capacity during the holidays because there's more to do. So they get into a space of, let's get it all done. Like the stress actually stimulates their brain. And then they're able to follow through with more things. And for other people, the stress becomes overwhelming. There's the decorating the house. There's the buying of the gifts. There's the making of the food, right? If you're making tamales with your family, there's the figuring out who's going to come and who's bringing what. And then they're seeing the extended family, which is oftentimes that space of stress and the space that creates anxiety. So 
first thing I want to make sure you understand is this is a stressful time. (laughs) Whether that works for you or against you, that's up to you. And that's up to your capacity to understand that. But the first thing that we shift here on the Yes Muhead Build It podcast always is your awareness, right? Because everything starts with awareness. And I used to think, oh, November, December is just like normal. And it's not. It's also, by the way, my birthday. Yes, my birthday is December 24th. Isn't that crazy? December 24th. I was born on Christmas Eve. Yes, it's a little surprising at times for myself. So the good news and bad news, right? Bad news oftentimes is it's hard to celebrate. Everyone's focused on Christmas Eve. I was almost named Guadalupe. (laughs) No offense against Eddie Guadalupe's, by the way. I love that name. I probably would have been called Lupita, which I think is kind of cute. And bad news is that it's hard to actually throw some sort of party or to have people even remember, right? Yeah. Good news is that I feel like it gives me a free pass to throw a party whenever I want. And there are years that I've moved my birthday to January. There was a time when I did my quinceanera when I moved my birthday to March because that was the best date to plan my quinceanera. So that felt really expansive. Like, oh, I get to choose when I have my birthday celebrations because December doesn't really work out, right? And December 24th certainly doesn't work out. And then there are moments where I actually feel special that my birthday is around this holiday time when we're celebrating peace and gratitude and taking some time to reflect on the year. It feels like that's in alignment with who I am, right? But birthdays do also bring on added stress, oftentimes because of our expectation. We have higher expectations for ourselves. We have expectations for the people around us, right? We expect maybe a cake or a gift or some sort of celebration. And those expectations create more stress. Okay, let's talk about how to manage stress that comes from the people around you, that comes from the extended family that you're going to see during the holidays, right? I'm going to give you three simple tools that are going to be really useful for you. Tool number one, be proactive. Ha. Proactive means you start to manage the stress now, not the day of Thanksgiving, not when you first walk in the door, right? And see your Theo or your Thea and they ask you, oh, where's your boyfriend? Or, oh, how come you're not married yet? Right? That's used to be me all the time. (laughs) I used to get asked that question all the time from my aunts and my uncles because I didn't get married till I was like almost 30, which for them was like, oh, Dios mío, ¿y por qué no se ha casado? Pero por qué solo está estudiando? So anyways, I would get tons of questions about that. I'm sure you've experienced that too, or some of you listening to this have experienced it. So you plan ahead. Proactive means we start managing stress now. And you might think, how do you do that, Wendy? Well, first, you start to shift your expectation level of yourself and of others to a more realistic expectation level. The fact that you're listening to this podcast right now is part of that. You're listening to a podcast where we're talking about stress during the holidays. So your brain is already starting to prepare itself for the stress that you're going to experience during the holidays. And it's probably different for all of you that are listening, but just the fact that your brain is thinking, what does stress me out during the holidays? Are there certain family members that stress me out? 
asking that question, that is being proactive. Before it happens, right? We are preparing ourselves for what could happen, what might happen, what we're going to feel ahead of time. And that's the name of the game. When you can prepare your brain ahead of time, when you can prepare your spirit, who you're being, your body, your feelings ahead of time, you're more prepared to handle what may or may not occur once you're with your family. So we're being proactive. Yes, you want to ask yourself right now, what could stress me out during the holidays? What could stress me out on Thanksgiving? What could stress me out on Christmas? Or what always stresses me out around this time of the year? You probably already know. You probably know the people who stress you out or you know the events that stress you out, right? For some of us, it's the holiday cookies that they want at school or the gifts to the teachers or putting up the Christmas tree, right? Or it's the one aunt or the one uncle or the gift that you never seem to get right for your mom, whatever it is, chances are you already have an idea. Okay, so keep that in mind. Number one, be proactive. Proactively ask yourself questions that will set you up to be aware of what is going to stress you out. Okay, once you know what's going to stress you out, here's tool number two. Decide what your boundaries will be. Yes, decide now, today even. How are you going to create boundaries around that thing that's going to stress you out so that you don't feel so stressed out, so that you actually can manage it? Boundaries are a great way of creating space between you and the thing that's stressing you out, right? Sometimes boundaries are the thing that actually prevent us from getting stressed out because we can usually feel when we're approaching that space of, oh, I've lost it now. Now I'm really stressed out. So maybe you take two days to put up the tree instead of one day and your boundary is, I'm not going to cram everything into one day, right? Or maybe you decide you're only going to your aunt's house for Thanksgiving for four hours. After four hours, you're going to leave because you can only take your aunt asking you tons of questions for about four hours. That's a really good boundary. Here's some other examples of boundaries. Maybe you decide you only have one glass of wine with your dinner instead of two glasses of wine or three glasses of wine. Because maybe you know that for you, the more wine you have, the less you are able to hold it together. The more your nervous system gets deregulated, the more likely you are to get in an argument with your uncle about politics, the more likely you are to say something inappropriate to your dad. So you're going to manage you by deciding now that you're going to have a boundary around how much alcohol you intake. You could also create a boundary around what you eat how much you eat. You can create a boundary around how long you're going to stay in a particular conversation or who you're going to avoid or who you're going to talk to. You can create a boundary around who you're inviting, especially if you're hosting. If this is your house and you're hosting Christmas Eve, Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving, you can decide who gets invited and who doesn't or how you're going to manage the invitation list, right? Yeah. You can also decide now that you're not going to be watching the little kids the whole time. I know I used to go over to my aunt's house and there was one cousin 
who always somehow got thrown with all the kids and she had to watch all the kids. She was like the standard babysitter for the holidays. And I always felt bad because I was like, wait, did we ask her if she wanted to babysit for her Thanksgiving? (laughs) You can decide now that that's not going to be you if that happens to be you, if you're the one who ends up babysitting the kids, right? You can decide that if somebody makes that request of you, that you will say no. What a concept. These are all examples of boundaries. Boundaries, places where you're going to say no places where you're going to draw the line. And here's the thing with boundaries. They are decided ahead of time. Yes, because then you're less likely to get triggered by something. You're protecting your space. You're protecting your energy. Okay, so tool number two is deciding your boundaries ahead of time. And you don't have to decide a lot of them, guys. You could pick one or two. One or two boundaries, especially if you're not used to doing this. Maybe just start with one boundary. The key is pick it choose it, and then stick with it. Don't second guess yourself and go back and forth with your boundary. That's the hard part, right? You actually have to follow through with it. Okay. Step number three, tool number three. Once you have proactively set your boundaries, you can actually make a plan of action if you do happen to get triggered. Again, this happens proactively. Think about what are the things that could trigger me on Thanksgiving Day or who are the people that could trigger me on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or at a holiday party? Will I get triggered by somebody? What can someone say that would trigger me? And if that does happen, somebody says something and you go into reaction mode, what can I do? What is my plan of action that will help me to stay safe or to go back to regulating my nervous system, to come back to calm or to feel centered again, to feel grounded again? What can I do in that moment that will help me come back to feeling grounded? Let me give you some examples. Example number one can be you walk away. You walk away from the person or you walk away from the conversation. This has happened many a Thanksgiving for me when somebody brings up Donald Trump. When somebody brings up Trump, I get activated. Like I just go into the space of feeling like somebody just punched me in the stomach and I'm about to massively complain and be in shock of what's happening in the world. And oh, I just go off and off and off. So, what I have learned to do with certain family members is I will stand up and walk away. I will. I'll say, oh, I'm going to go get another piece of pie. Or, oh, let me go check on my son. Or, oh, where did my husband go again? And I just get up. I say anything that will support me in moving away from the table. And I move away from the person. It can be really challenging at times. (laughs) It can be. But I've learned that with certain family members, and you probably have them too, it doesn't help to get into this conversation that's going to take hours and hours or that could get really heated and that's going to activate you. Now, you have a choice, right? You have a choice. But if you are going to get triggered by someone, make a plan. So exiting the plan is one way that you can manage yourself in that moment. You can also find support. So you can tell your partner, your husband, your wife ahead of time 
that you might get triggered by someone in your family who always asks, where are the leftovers? I need to take more leftovers. My aunts fight over the leftovers, guys. (laughs) They do. I've seen them actually get into arguments over who's taking more of the leftover turkey. It's hilarious, but also can be triggering, right? So you can decide ahead of time to get support. How can you support me with this? Or will you support me with this particular situation? When my aunts are talking about the leftovers, can you come in and help in that situation? You can ask a partner to help. Just talking to somebody about it is going to help you to manage it because you're going to start to think, oh yeah, maybe you can handle that versus me handling it. Or maybe you can take care of that part of the event versus me. So asking for support. Asking for support is another plan you can make ahead of time so that when you get triggered, you can raise your hand and go to your support person. You can even have a word with them. You can say something that's like a code word, meaning you need them to intervene or you need them to come into the space, right? You could say something like, is the turkey ready? And that could be your key word with your friend, with your partner, with your cousin, whoever your support person is. Just having someone in the room who supports you and who knows what you're up to is going to be helpful. Talking this out with someone is going to be helpful ahead of time. Okay, so let me go over the three tools that I'm giving you today that I think are going to be really helpful for you in managing stress during the holidays. Number one, be proactive. Yes, plan ahead of time how you're going to manage stress. Just like you're planning the food and you're planning the decorations and you're planning who's coming to the event and you're planning the party and the invitations and the music and all that stuff, you also need to plan for your nervous system. You need a plan to manage and regulate your nervous system and then keep your nervous system regulated, right? A plan for managing stress. Be proactive. Number two, decide your boundaries today. Decide which boundaries you're going to put in place ahead of time and then follow through with those boundaries. That means really stick to them. Yes, writing them down helps. Reminding yourself the day of helps and telling another person helps. Like if you tell somebody, here's the boundary. I'm not going to sit at the kid's table this year. (laughs) For example, whatever the boundary is. Saying it out loud is definitely going to help you, okay? And number three, have a plan. Have a plan for when you get triggered. Have a plan and follow through with that plan. So if the plan is walk away, walk away. If the plan is call in a friend, you know, phone a friend, which really means ask for support, ask for support. If you get triggered and you know whether or not you get triggered, have a plan of action that will support you so you know what to do in that moment. So you don't allow yourself to go down the rabbit hole. That's what we're trying to avoid. You going down the rabbit hole, which will probably lead to more stress and more anxiety and then feeling more overwhelmed, right? Another thing you can add to a plan of action is having things set up ahead of time so the day of you have less stress. Yes. Remember, guys, this is all about you managing you. And that's actually the biggest game you can ever play. If you can learn to manage yourself, then you have full agency over your life. You control your life, not the things outside of you, not the circumstances, not the people at the party or whether 
the Christmas tree is lit correctly or your decorations or the food, none of that matters as much as what's happening internally in you. I'm wishing you a very, very happy holiday season with lots of intentional awareness. And my biggest wish for you is that you be really present, present to the beautiful moments that are going to happen, even in the midst of all the stress and all the beautiful chaos. All right. I will see you guys on next week's episode. This is your reminder, Muhed, that you can absolutely build it. You can build the business that you want. You can build the career that you want. You can build yourself into the person that makes all of that happen. And it requires learning how to manage your human brain, learning how to dance with your emotions, and learning how to stay in consistent action, which is exactly what I teach in Inspired Action, my group coaching program. Join us today for accountability, support, community, entrepreneurship, strategy, and actually learning how to implement the mindset tools that I talk about here. Go to wendyamara.com and click on Inspired Action to learn more. You can also follow me on Instagram at wendyamara to stay up to date on my latest offerings. Don't forget, Muhed, that if you really want to learn to swim, you have to get in the water. So come take action with us. We get in the water every single week. I'll see you on the next Yes, Muhed, Build It.